Basketballers' first annual trade deadline special no, spectacular. I hate it. Yeah. I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Paul. Welcome to Basketballers. <laughs> Got you in the title. First <laughs> annual. Paul, remind the viewers why you hate that so much. You can't have a first annual. You can have a second annual. You can have a first that's hopefully becomes an annual, but you can't. It's like planting a flower. You just, the first time it comes up, it's not an annual. That's just the first time. The next time. If you plant an, an annual. annual flower, though, the first time it comes up, it is an annual flower. So it's the first annual. It's not the first annual. It's the but first it's an, time. It's the the second is the type annual. of flower, though. It's the so second. it is the first annual. God, that was a terrible example because you're just going to be a dick about the yep. <laughs> specifics of it. You get the point, though. You can't have like an annual barbecue that's the first time. Of course I get the point, which is why I said it. Because it's hilarious. But anyway, jokes that make Paul pissed off aside, <laughs> it is the trade deadline Within the next week, NBA trade deadline, one That's of the right. most usually fun times of the year, although it That's might right. kind of suck this year. But I'm I'm open to trading Matt now, so any offers for a better co-host, um, maybe a bag of boiled peanuts, which suck, by the way. I would take that over Matt right now. Yeah, let's do it. The first annual bag of boiled peanuts as a co-host. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> now I'm pissed let's off. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about buyouts. So a buyout is when... I go to Matt and I say, hey, Matt, I actually hate you. I don't want you around anymore. Here's $10. Please go away. And then Matt may come back at me and say, no, actually, I think I'm worthy of $20 to go away. Or he may just take the $10 and disappear. So it's where a team and a player of some kind basically say, hey, you're not you're not worth it anymore. Like, do you want to go somewhere else? We'll give you part of the money that we owe you left. Not all of it. And then basically you go away and you do something else. And that's fine with us because you're not a part of our plan going forward. Basically, we fucking hate you. And sometimes the player's like, yeah, I fucking hate you too. You suck. And they're like, here's some money. And the player's like, cool, I'm going to go play for a championship team. Awesome. So it's already happened once this year. Blake Griffin on Detroit. And Blake Griffin's been hurt a lot. He's been on and off. They don't really need him on Detroit. Detroit is... A garbage team yep. for all intents and purposes. They have a few players we like, but they're pretty garbage. And Blake Griffin is getting paid a ton of money. So he was a natural buyout candidate. Um, he ended up going to the Nets, where a lot of these championship teams take players who get bought out, and they pay them just a minimum salary, so it's like a mil and a half, something like that. And they a lot of times get a pretty good player for that. It's still unclear how much Blake Griffin is going to play for the Nets, but he's now on the Nets. Yeah, and it's funny because, I mean, Blake Griffin was a great player in his heyday, but he's not been that player for a while. And it was hilarious no, when he did sign injuries. with the Nets. I saw all this stuff on social media of people being like, like graphics that showed KD and Kyrie and James Harden and Blake Griffin. Like he's the fourth. It's like, no, he's not no. going to. Like he's not the fourth. No. Five years ago? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Joe Harris is the fourth best player. Yeah, like on Jeff, the Nets. Jeff Green is probably getting more of the playing time Absolutely. than Blake Griffin. Yeah. Blake Griffin is, he's kind of there in case Jeff Green, like, 
sprains an ankle and is out for two weeks and they need someone competent to fill in. Shout out to Jeff Green, by the way. Jeff, Jeff Green has actually turned out to be a pretty good role player in the NBA. He's had a very interesting career. He was supposed to be this like 3-4 kind of like prodigy cool player coming into the league. People thought basically people in Oklahoma City, because that's where we started, thought he was going to be the next James, like or better than James Harden rather. Yeah. They were higher on him than James Harden to start. And he just kind of bounced around for a while, but he's found a home in a couple different places playing a nice role. Yeah. He's He's been on a lot of teams. Boston, though. Like, he played well in Boston. Yeah. Uh, he's, Clippers, he played pretty well. He's always been kind of streaky. Yeah. So, there's, there's like, two weeks at a time, and you're like, this dude is better than LeBron James right now. Like, insane. And he just kind of goes into a shooting slump and loses his dribble, and you're like, oh, that's right. It's actually Jeff Green. <laughs> But that's why he keeps bouncing around because teams see the potential and they're like, yeah, we'll take a flyer on him. The teams that he was on were like, yeah, we just need someone more consistent. Right. Because you never quite know what you're getting. And so, yeah, with Blake Griffin, I mean, his consistency lies really in if he's able to be healthy. Yes. That's his number one thing. And as this idiot that I know always says, availability is a skill. Is a skill. Yeah. It's actually a smart thing that Paul says. I hate to say it. <laughs> it applies a to a thing. lot of facets of life, too, like being an employee in a company or dating someone. Yeah, availability is a skill. Yeah. 100%. Got to be around. Also possibly getting bought out, besides Blake Griffin and Matt, LaMarcus Aldridge. San Antonio Spurs. Basically, I'll just recap this one so Paul doesn't have to. LaMarcus Aldridge... Was once a really good player on Portland. Really good player. San Antonio paid him a fuck ton of money. Which he deserved. In, at the time. Yeah. And then he got a contract extension, which he really didn't deserve. Yeah. And he, basically, he and San Antonio's relationship has soured, which happens rarely with that franchise. Yeah. So, they're trying to trade him at the moment. And I've seen some reporting on ESPN in different places that say that there are teams that have offered trades, but San Antonio is not biting yet. It sounds like teams are offering. So Lamarcus Aldridge is making a max, has a max contract, but it's the final year of his contract. Other teams are offering a max contract to match it, so the salaries match because you always have to have your salaries match in trades. But they're for longer periods of time. So, for example, Paul used this example, and this is not something that's been talked about per se. But if Golden State offered Andrew Wiggins for Lamarcus Aldridge. The Spurs don't necessarily want to commit to three more years of Andrew Wiggins, right? Right. Um, and so, yeah, if teams are basically offering their garbage back for your garbage. And, and it's like longer and stinkier garbage. Yeah. Why would you want it? Right. So you might as well just buy out LaMarcus Aldridge or trade him for almost nothing. Because you just you don't want the commitment that would come back from the other garbage. So with LaMarcus Aldridge, I know a couple of places I've heard that are interested if he does get bought out. I think the number one team I'm hearing is the Lakers. And something like that makes sense because, as I said, a lot of these buyout candidates are prime candidates to go to a, a championship right. team. But Play. the Lakers specifically because they want somebody else other than Marc Gasol as well. Yep. And, so. I mean, if, even if he only plays 10 minutes, a lot of times these vets are only required to go in – Give them 10, 15 good minutes. Or again, if someone gets hurt, like AD is hurt right now, he'd give them some depth in the in the front court. So something like that. I, I kind of had something where I wanted to see him go to the Suns because the Suns are trying to make the playoffs. They don't have a ton of vets. 
I mean, I've have, heard that rumor too. They have Chris Paul, but DeAndre Ayton reminds me a lot of Lamarcus Aldridge. He's offensive. He's offensive minded. Has a nice little turnaround shot. Obviously, Lamarcus is like the king of the turnaround currently. But he could provide some bench front court depth though that they don't have currently. Yeah, I just I kind of liked it as like a mentorship to DeAndre yeah. Ayton, even if it's only for a three month period. But just kind of having that role model on the team, just seeing someone else do it can be a, a huge uh, confidence booster to a young player. And there have also been some talks about him going back to Portland if he's bought out. Yeah, which could get interesting. You know, you're re- you're reuniting with your ex, so to speak. It's yep. It's either going to be great. And it's just like old times or it kind of goes south and you're like, why did I ever do this? I had these great memories of this franchise and this player and now they're just bad. So we'll see. I think, I still think Boston is in the mix. Yes, they are also. Because Boston has a huge trade exception, which basically means that they can absorb a lot of salary without having to match it. And so they could take on someone like LaMarcus Aldridge, basically give a very short-term garbage contract back to San Antonio. It does basically doesn't matter. Yeah. Absorb the money. And look, just give give San Antonio a second-round pick. Yeah, I don't think that LaMarcus Aldridge is Boston's number one, though. I don't think he is either, but I... I think Harrison Barnes is their realistic number one from Sacramento. We can get into that later, but... Um, but yeah, if that doesn't happen, I think... Sure. I think Boston... Because then they'd say, hey, look, Spurs, you're either going to give him a buyout and get nothing... Or you're basically going to lose the same amount of money playing this other player's salary. And you get a second-round pick. Like, you get something. It's not a lot, but it's still something from nothing. So, right. I think that is a potential. Because I think he would fit fine on Boston. Like, if they give back Tristan Thompson or something. Well, Marcus sure. Aldridge is still an upgrade over that. Yeah. So, we'll see. Let's talk about the Kings. Who's brought them up? The Kings have... The Ball Sacramento Kings. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I just came up with I it. I like that. It's actually kind of fucking perfect. Yeah, As is. terrible as the Wolves are, the Kings are like usually just more in turmoil. It's... Yeah. They... Like, the they, Wolves are they, always they bad. Compete. And the Wolves had like David Kahn era front office and that kind of shit, but like... The Kings had the Vlade Davig era. Vladi. But... Vlad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> it's okay i mispronounce names sometimes too <laughs> i just i saw the word in my head and i just blew it Vladi, the best thing vladi divak ever did was have that cameo in space jam where the lakers were wearing like the gas masks going in the locker room <laughs> that's the best thing he ever did yeah and, and oh also and being traded for kobe bryant by the way <laughs> <laughs> and being the gm of a different team that's not your favorite team yeah <laughs> but no the kings are just Every year, they're toward the bottom, and it's like, do we just sell them? Like, but they always have some good pieces. That's the craziest part. The Kings always have, like, talent. Well, currently, Luke Walton is their coach, and Luke Walton is a terrible coach. Yeah, it's funny because, like, Ryan Saunders from the Wolves deserved to be fired. Lloyd Pierce from the Hawks, you could argue either way, but I think ultimately, by the way, plug in for the Hawks. Literally, literally, Nate McMillan is on a seven-game winning streak. Literally, Nate McMillan. The Hawks are the hottest team in the league right now. So, Hotlanta Hawks. <laughs> By the way, Hotlanta hot take from yours truly. The Hawks are right now fifth in the East. I said they could be as high as fourth. Who knows? I'm probably going to be wrong, but hey, I'm close to being right right now. Four is close to five. You're right. Hey. I can kind of do math a little bit. 
And the, the Hawks are about to go on a, a road trip. They're going to lose some of those games. Maybe. So Anyway, back, back to Luke Wall. My point is, Ryan Saunders should have been fired, obviously, because he's a terrible coach. Lloyd Pierce is a better coach than Luke Walton. Luke Walton's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason why he should be a head coach right now. He never should have gotten hired as head coach. No. Even. This isn't even like a hindsight, oh, man, we got bamboozled. Like, we thought he was going to be great because his resume was great. No. Because he coached those, like, 30 games for the Warriors while Steve Kerr had a health issue? You basically knew that he was going to be trash. And then you hired him, and you're like, what? He's garbage? Our team is bad? What if we get rid of everyone else but him? And, and I love how Mike Malone was the coach of the Kings before Luke Walton. And they're like, huh, we should get rid of Michael Malone and yeah. hire Luke Walton. And now Michael Malone is, huh, coaching the Denver Nuggets who are... Really, really fucking good. good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember when Dave Yeager was the coach and he was the only one? Oh, who was could he? Like... A- he was after Mike Malone, I think. Actually, it was Mike Malone, then Dave Yeager, and then Luke Walton, I think. But he was the only one who could get through to uh, Demarcus Cousins, mm-hmm. who used to be the star player on the Kings. And then they're like, "Wait, our star player, who's really good, and our coach, who's also pretty good, get along." We need to we need to change something. What? Well, yeah. And they fired Jaeger after like six games into the season or something like that. Just absurd. Also, shout out to Dave Jaeger because he should absolutely be a head coach in the NBA. Yeah, he should. He like over fucking Luke Walton. Come yeah, on. No, but that's that's just the Kings. They're just like let's just take something good and just ruin it. And also. Because a lot of you probably don't even know who Dave Yeager is. He was the coach of the Grizzlies as well for a while. He was a good coach. And basically what the Kings have done is they're like, Michael Malone, fuck you, we don't like you, bye. Then Mike Malone goes and takes the Denver Nuggets to the Western Conference Finals. Cool. Dave Yeager, fuck you, we don't like you, bye. And he hasn't done anything since because he hasn't been given an opportunity to be a head coach again. But he took Memphis to the playoffs like for a couple of years after Lionel Hollins had some good runs there. Terrible franchise. Anyway, Paul. Anyway, they have a lot of good pieces is a kind of interesting oh, thing. Oh, yeah. So Harrison Barnes is the big name. Shout out Harrison Barnes. Ames, Ames Iowa boy. Ames Shout Iowa out. boy. Although he left for North Carolina, but whatever. Call and Harrison basketball. Barnes coming. So going into college was like super hyped to go to North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Like, like, is this the I next mean, Michael Jordan? I mean, he went hyped. to North Carolina. Like, hyped. Yeah. Um, played pretty well in college. Not great, but good. Yeah, and played well in Golden State. Played at Golden State, won a couple championships. Yep, pretty nice already to get that out of the way. He won a few championships early on. But he's he's become a really consistent player. He's a good, really good defender. He's um he shoots yeah. the three well, and he's kind of one of those players that we talk about. Like he plays the right way. Harrison Barnes is a net positive player. He's the kind of guy you want. First of all, he's he's a great guy. Like he's a great teammate. Oh yeah, character great guy. Great character all guy, and he produces well. He's not going to make terrible mistakes. He's going to be solid and consistent. And so a lot of teams, like I said earlier, Boston is pretty high on trying to get Harrison Barnes, which makes sense because he would fit yeah. in great in Boston. Oh, yeah. I mean, he would he would be a great player to use that trade exception on. Exactly. Um, but he would, I mean, he's one of those players who would be good on almost any team. Absolutely. Like, you put him on the Lakers or, you know, a championship-level team, and they'd be like, all right, who's getting bumped out? Like Harrison Barnes is starting on this team. I mean, you put him on Atlanta. Yeah, he's he's starting for Atlanta somewhere. Is there a team he doesn't start for? Probably. I mean, probably not because he's just 
He's a really good role player. And he can play the three or the four, depending on your scheme. Yeah. I mean, maybe... Like in Boston, for example, they already have two really good wings. So they're now looking at either... I mean, they probably still have Tice as their center. Harrison Barnes and Jason Tatum would be the three, four, some combo. And again, basketball has become so positionless. It doesn't yeah, really matter. They're, then, both, they're similar sizes. So they can... Jalen Brown would just become the shooting guard nominally. Yeah. Like the six, eight shooting guard. Well, and J- I mean, Jason Tatum, well, they're all such good defenders. Right. It, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you put uh, Harrison Barnes, a shooting guard and you just listed him that way and Jason Tatum was small forward. It wouldn't be like, what are they doing? I mean, <laughs> but something like that would be crazy on defense. That's just so switchable. I mean, they're yes. all they're all basically the same size. They're all good defenders. And that they is, all move very fluidly on offense, which is, is nice, so too. That is so tough to score against, though. Yeah. When you're on the wing and they're just switching everything and you don't lose it, the only problem there would be Kemba. Because then they'd just switch on a Kemba and just go against right. Kemba all the time. But honestly, if they get Harrison Barnes... That lineup with Marcus Smart instead of Kemba, that's so bad on like bad in a good way. Like that's so tough to score against on defense. That would be that would be terrifying for the other team. Yeah, it'd be tough be, again because of their like their lateral quickness and their ability to switch, like you said. Is, yeah, yeah. So Harrison Barnes has been linked everywhere. I came up with a fake trade just because I wanted to see if it would happen. Harrison Barnes going back to Golden State. Oh. Going back, so Golden State, we get we can touch on them next. Their biggest contract that they're probably going to move is Kelly Oubre Jr. He was the guy who started out like over twenty or something on threes this year. He didn't start out great. He's been playing better. He's fine. His his problem, if you want to call it that, is that this is the last year of his contract. He's making fifteen mil. He's probably gonna make twenty something next year. The rumors, so he's gonna get a payday, and the Warriors don't really have the money or desire to pay him. They traded stuff to get him. So their problem is basically they trade stuff to get him. They want to win next year. And now they're just down a a pretty good player because he's got too expensive. So they want someone back who basically matches his salary, but has more years on the contract. So I was like, put Harrison Barnes back on Golden State. He knows the system. He knows the players. He fits in. I mean, they love him, so that's yeah. actually that's a great idea, Paul. I can't believe I'm saying that, but so to make it work, I had to give up some extra players. Sure. The problem with the Warriors, besides Uber's contracts, is they have no good centers. They have nothing. No. They have Wiseman and they have Kev- Kevon Looney, and those were the two salaries that matched the easiest. And I'm like, I can't give away all your centers. You have to have a center on this team. You can't just play Draymond at center and then Harrison Barnes at center, like. That's not going to work. So Wanamaker, who's just on a one-year deal, just kind of fill or whatever. And Jordan Poole, who's actually been pretty good for them. Yeah. And has three years. So, like, that would hurt a little bit to give up. But if you're the Kings, you could talk yourself into that. You're like, you got a good player. I know we're going to hit this player actually on the next team. So I can wait. But there's another player who I think, and Paul and I talked about this. Bounce it. Bounce it. Okay. So the player that I think the Warriors should trade for is Nikola Vukovic, Vucevic from the Magic. Oh yeah, Paul He's... and I talked about that. They could make it work, and Vucevic has—we've talked about him before on the show. He has been one of the most consistent players in the NBA for the past decade. He's, He's so been good, balling out in Orlando. He's the center down there, and he's a true center. He's six eleven, seven feet. Yep, and. 
he would fit in so well oh, in Golden goodness. State. He's he is currently carrying the Orlando team. He'd be like, wait, Steph Curry? <laughs> like, so there's a better player on the team than me. Vucevic has been the best player on that Orlando team for a long time. By like a by like a mile. <clears throat> by it's a lot. It's not even been close. No. And advanced stats love him. The eye test loves him. I he, love him. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> he's a he's a really good player, and it's honestly. I would love to see him go to a team like Golden State just so he can start getting his kudos from other people because he's not talked about enough. He's probably a top five center. Yeah, I mean, is this kind of a cat in Minnesota type of situation? Yeah. You kind of want him to go somewhere else and I mean, I still want Cat to stay in Minnesota. Right, right, but I mean, yeah. as an outside fan, you just see a team that's just like you've had one really good player. But I think people recognize Cat's talent more than they do Vucevic is honestly maybe I mean because because Cat played at Kentucky and was a known commodity to to American like NBA fans and things before that's a fair point Vooch came from overseas like when you have these overseas guys and I mean Cat's dating like Jordan Woods who's like a model and that kind of stuff and he's more into that scene Vooch is just chilling down in Orlando oh. playing basketball yeah I but, don't- but I don't keep up on that stuff. I'm saying there's there's a, there's a culture to it, and Cat yeah. definitely fits in the current culture of it. No, that, Vooch doesn't really, so I think that's why he's more well-known. There's some truth to that. But I would love to see him in Golden State. Plus, Steph Curry would love to have him in Golden State. Oh, Guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Golden State, so they would have to give up Kelly Oubre, um, and they would for sure have to give up James Wiseman, their rookie center, yeah. and I think they would be okay with that because... I, honestly, I think both teams would be okay with that. What, what Vooch does is he matches up with the Warriors' timeline. He's 30, so he matches yep. up with their timeline. And honestly, look, the Lakers are amazing. LeBron's incredible. Next year, if if Steph Curry is healthy, if Klay Thompson can come it's, back it's healthy, all about that's next the year big for Golden, Golden State is all in on next year, which so, is why Oubre is probably getting traded. And which is why like trading for Vooch would make a lot of sense because if you have four – if you have – your top four as Steph Curry, if Klay Thompson can come back and be healthy, yeah. Draymond Green and Vucevic, dude, that is Oh man. That is nasty. And someone else. Yeah. You, whoever. You could be on the court and you would still score over a hundred points per I mean like, per hundred possessions. A ve- a veteran. Yeah. A veteran minimum. Oh, and, and like we're talking about this buyout market, how there's always someone who'll go there. Like next year, if all those players are healthy and they're winning. They will get a good player on the buyout market. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's, you go there and you're like, let's just win a championship, baby. Let's just do this. So I really like that. Something good about Vucevic also is he's on a declining salary. Orlando Magic, or they, they always do this, it seems like, which I kind of love it. I mean, it's a really great strategy, but it's also for, like, if, if a team is trading for him, it's the best deal because you're like, this yeah, is one of the most underrated players in the league. We're getting him on a declining salary. Yeah, so the Magic already paid out over half of his salary. <laughs> you know that like the total package. He's owed 24 million next year and 22 million the year after that, which is not a lot of money for a really good player. So, that that just makes him even more enticing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, like we said, he has been basically the face of the Magic for the last decade it feels like. There's a chance that they don't trade him, kind of like Cat in Minnesota, just because he means a lot to that team and that franchise. So, maybe we could run down 
I mean, we don't have to run down the rest of the Kings players if you don't want to, because um, we can talk about the Magic for a second or whatever. Let's, whatever. let's, talk, let's talk about the Magic. So the thing about the Magic is I, I agree with what you're saying, Paul, like it's from a from a fan's perspective, but all the reporting I'm seeing from like The Athletic and ESPN and different places like that is that the Magic are ready to blow it up. So Which which is good. Yeah. They, it, they've been hesitant time. for a while. And, and the Magic are basically like the kings of the East where <laughs> – they have some, and, and frankly, they have better players than the Kings do. Um, yeah. So we'll just go. We obviously talked about Vucevic. Yeah. So um, if Vucevic gets traded, really, if, if any of these players get traded, two more will follow. Yes. Like, they will not be just one player. They're either selling zero or they're selling like five. So the first on the list we have here is Evan Fournier, who is a really good shooter. And I, I've always liked Fournier's game. So I've always liked I've always liked his game. He's he's always gone under the radar in the general yes. NBA. But you play against him and you're like, Oh yeah, that dude just scored like twenty five on us on sixteen shots. He reminds me kind of of like a I don't mean this in a bad way, he's kinda of like a poor man's Gallinari, but a similar type of game. Yeah, I mean Gallinari is tall. Yeah, I just mean as far as like can shoot the fuck out of the ball. Yeah. Like and they can get super hot. Oh, yeah. Fournier would be the player that if you're, like, a casual NBA fan, let's say you're, like, a Lakers fan and you, like, like <laughs> because LeBron went there or whatever, and you watch a game and it's against the Magic and you're like, oh, it's a Friday night ESPN. I guess I'll watch my Lakers, who I watch one game of a year, um, play against the Magic. And you're like, who is this fucking Frenchman who just scored 35 points on the Lakers? It's probably Evan Fournier. Yeah. Like, he's that kind of player who will just randomly, yeah, like like Paul said, he'll torch you for, like, 25 to 30. He kind of reminds me of, a, like, a Terry Rozier. Yeah. Some, someone who you know can score, but you're always like, whatever, he's not going to score 30 on me tonight. And then they and score then 35, does. and you're like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost Evan Fournier. <laughs> so, the next player on the list is, and I don't know the market for Fournier. I honestly don't, but I, I there's a lot of teams that... Look, teams will always take good three-point shooting. Yeah, I so. I doubt Fournier will be the first to fall. But if, if the Magic trade Aaron Gordon, who we'll talk about next, yeah. or Vucevic, oh, for sure teams are going to be like, hey, you got one of them Fourniers for us? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, what's it going to be? He, he will be gone. So Aaron Gordon has been linked to the Timberwolves for years. Yeah, for like they've, at least a couple of years. They've lusted after him publicly for years. So Aaron Gordon is a power forward for the Orlando Magic. The Wolves need a power forward like like, really, like really humans bad. need water. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's it's embarrassing. But anyway. Kind of um, like how the Warriors need a center. Yeah, I think it's even worse, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I think if Aaron Gordon goes anywhere, it's probably Minnesota. And I honestly, I won't be surprised if a deal happens. Because the Wolves need a power forward desperately like so bad and a lot of times what happens is and i said this to you before yeah we started trades happen because a gm or a team or multiple teams really value a player on another team so in this case it's the wolves gm who's just like man i love aaron gordon and right. says, has been saying that for years and so they're they're more willing to give up more assets than a rational person maybe would because they just really want to play. I mean, sometimes you just kind of get stuck on someone. You're like, this is the answer. This is the problem. You know, we have a problem. I see the solution. What do I need to get to that solution? And sometimes it's, I mean, even if you're technically like overpaying for something, it sometimes is worth it because 
you have such a deficiency. Like the Wolves, for instance, have a plethora of wings. Okay. Um, so maybe they have to overpay by a wing or two. Yeah. But they have such a deficiency at power forward. And Aaron Gordon is a good power forward. He's a very good defender. Yep. He is a solid three-point shooter. Not great, but not bad. He, he's, he's a not, 37% three-point shooter. Yeah. So not bad. And, and he had ball handling duties for like so two that's years in Orlando. He averages like, I think for his career, it's three and a half to four assists, which is pretty good for a power forward. Yeah. Um, he He can handle the ball very well, pass the ball well. And most importantly, for Minnesota, he can catch the ball in the post <laughs> and either and either lob it in or he can finish a fucking layup, which, Jesus Christ, we need a power forward who can catch the ball and not turn it over. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, Orlando is, Orlando is becoming a young team. They're Absolutely. They're going straight into rebuild mode. They and have- Aaron Gordon's not old. He's 25, 26, maybe. No, no, but I mean, still, you can give back an even younger player. Exactly, with like, exactly. If it costs you a Jalen Noel or a... I wouldn't do that. Sorry. Jalen Noel's been balling out. Or a McDaniels, maybe. Nope. McDaniels might be untouchable. Yeah. But... I mean, maybe Noel for the right deal, right? Like... I mean, that's that's the thing, though, is if... if you're That's the, a whole different conversation GM, that I'm not going to get into right but, it, but if you're the GM, you're you're more willing to say, you know what? Absolutely. You know, well, I'll just use Noel as the example. Sure. We already have Beasley. We have D'Lo. We have these other wings. We have Anthony Edwards. Noel is redundant. He's really nice. He's just redundant. And another team will see that and be like, I want me some of that. Well, frankly, that's what the Wolves... So the Wolves were on the receiving end of that last year when they got Malik Beasley from Denver. Right. Beasley was riding the bench averaging like... Seven points in Denver, and now he's averaging 20 this year. And like he was redundant. Exactly. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, anyway, yeah, Aaron Gordon is is definitely available. Um, and, the, and again, there are multiple teams. The, the right. Timberwolves will probably lead the bidding because they the like Celtics him. The Celtics also are interested, apparently. Yeah. Right? And I mean, a lot of teams like other players. They just aren't as public about it. Whereas Minnesota's just been very public about their desire. Help for us not be so shitty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you mentioned Portland before with LaMarcus Aldridge going there. They don't have a great. Oh, Portland's also interested in Aaron Gordon, by the way. Yeah, they don't have a great power forward. I think those are the two teams that I've heard the most about is Minnesota and Portland. So, so it wouldn't surprise me either if, if they gave. But I'm not sure that Portland can offer what Minnesota could. Well, or be willing to. Well, that's the thing. It, that's where it might come down to: Do you give up a Noel or someone you don't want? And you might be more willing because yeah. that's someone you've liked. And so, if that happens, then the Magic just say, "All right, he's gone. Who's next? We're yep. we're getting out of town." We already talked about Vucevic. Someone else who I actually like is Terrence Ross, the Human Torch. The dude gets hot. Look, I've watched enough. Uh, Enough of his games against the Hawks. Absolutely. He makes some of the toughest shots in the NBA. Just hands down. He's like flying sideways, just kind of catapults it out there and swishes it. And then he does it again. It's like, it's kind of like J.R. Smith. How if he was falling away from the basket, you expected him to make it more. Terrence Ross is the same way. Like if he's falling out of bounds, it's going in every time. But he he'd be a great... Six man pickup for wonder, for a team. I wonder if like a Phoenix would be interested in trading for Terrence Ross. 
Maybe. A team like that, could he would be really good on, actually. Yeah. Because yeah, Phoenix is really good, but they could use some more firepower. It's like the whole... Look, Paul and I both were so fucking low on Jordan Clarkson in Utah, but it's been so good. Like, yeah, we've, he's, we've been proven very wrong. So Yeah, he would be a Jordan Clarkson type. Exactly. I and, think I think last year I would have rated him above Jordan Clarkson, but... But what I'm Clarkson's saying is, like, Utah is all defense, right? Yep. Basically, and then they bring in Clarkson to just torch the fuck out of the ball off the bench. Yeah. So, Phoenix, who's fourth in the league in, in defense right now, could bring in a Terrence Ross. Yep. That, like, that... I'm not saying... I mean... A team like no, or like a it, Dallas like or someone that. like that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it's what the Clippers do with Lou Will because Lou Will does not play a lot of defense. Because a team like Denver that is already so deep, they don't need someone like that, right? Like, there's some teams that just don't like Philly or some other teams that are just they don't really need that. No, they've already got enough firepower. Right. But like a Phoenix or a Dallas, and I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but um, they would definitely use Terrence Ross. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there are a bunch of teams that'll be interested in him, and his price may not be too high. I mean, if if Orlando's ready to get Boston, rid of, Boston's linked to everybody. <laughs> but Boston needs a big man. Is their big thing? Yeah, they they need a more skilled big man. But no, I mean Terrence Ross. If everyone else goes, he's going to be out there for sure. And I mean, he may be gettable with not a lot. You know, a team may just kind of get an upgrade for a second round pick. Yeah, maybe getting out of another contract that they don't really care for. Whereas the other players on Orlando are going to demand more, you know, good young right. players coming back. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Terrence Ross may be one of those players who's not known. And then he gets to the NBA playoffs and you're like, this dude just made a difference. Like he's winning a series for this team. Yeah. I like, I like that Jordan Clarkson example. That's a good one. All right. Let's move on to potentially the best player available. If Vucevic or someone better than Vucevic, if they are available, the Washington Wizards and Bradley Beal. So Bradley Beal has been carrying Washington. He's the league leader in points per game, and Washington is still bad. There are rumors that he's available. There's also rumors he's not available. I always I always think that when people say they're not, or agents say that someone's not available, they're just driving up the price, right? Like, Everyone's Everyone, available. There is only one player in this league that is not available, and it's LeBron James. Right. Like, but even Giannis was kind of available he was, before before he signed his yeah. extension. Oh, Mo- Milwaukee was like, you're going to give us how many picks? Exactly. <laughs> the, I think LeBron is the only – like, if LeBron was traded from the Lakers at any point, we'd just everyone would be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, it's never going to happen. But anybody else – there's a price. There, there is a price. I mean, maybe Steph Curry on the on the Warriors, but if maybe, but look, if if Clay Thompson doesn't come back healthy next year, and Draymond Green is three steps slower than he was, and they're just there's a chance they're just out of it. And Steph's like, look, my t- my time here is done. Yeah, and if Dallas was like, hey, do you want Luca for Steph? They'd be like, I mean, I wouldn't. yeah. No, that wouldn't happen. But, I'm just saying. But yeah, there's yeah. anyway. My there, point is, so Bradley. So what have you heard for where he could go? Because I haven't heard any teams. It's it's been tough. There hasn't been a lot of speculation because it seems like the rumors that he's not available are loud. They're much louder than the rumors. He Shit, are I have heard one team actually in the past. 
Denver apparently I, is very interested in Bradley Beal. I, w- I was about to say that too. The only team that's sort of risen above the murmur of no are the Nuggets, which would be <laughs> hell of firepower. Okay, so I have heard, and it's interesting that because I it's kind of starting to make sense. Apparently, the Nuggets are making Michael Porter Jr. available for the right deal, which, which tells me. Which doesn't surprise me a lot, to be honest. No, and frankly, if they can get Bradley Beal for Michael Porter Jr. and other pieces, holy shit. So, and like, you have a trade. It's So the thing about Michael Porter Jr. is he's, he's a very good player. He's had a few mental lapses, you could say. His defense isn't there either all the time. Um Denver would be fine keeping him, but they can also talk themselves out of him. And other teams can talk themselves into him very easily. Especially a team like Washington who would want to rebuild because he's young. Yeah, he's young and, and he's good. So here, here's a trade I came up with. Okay. Bradley Beal for Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., and Bull Bull. And probably some picks. Because Bull Bull is young. Gary Harris is fine. He's young. And Michael Porter Jr. is also, as we just said, so young. So the negative on that with Denver is that you would lose a little bit of depth. However, you're gaining Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, that- if you've watched any of Denver, first of all, Jamal Murray could ball out at any time. But Jamal Murray's a really, first of all, he's been actually really good defensively this year, better than he's ever been. And so is Jokic. And Jokic has been too. Jamal Murray is a great ball handler. So is Beal. They can both shoot the fuck out of the ball. Oh yeah, dude. And you can sta- you, ima- you, can you imagine Jokic with Beal? Oh, did you stagger their minutes? So there's always one. Well, there's probably always two. Two of on the floor. Jokic, Murray, and Beal. If the Nuggets somehow trade for Bradley Beal, honestly, the Lakers should be fucking super afraid. Because Bradley, like Paul was saying, Bradley Beal has been. Balling out. Balling out. Balling out. Like, balling. Absolutely insane. You he's, just don't hear about it because the Wizards are terrible. He's so good. If you put him with Jokic, I don't even know, man. Yeah. I mean, the problem would be defense, right? They're, the problem would be defense, except the problem for other teams would be their offense. <laughs> yeah, like, right. it's one of those right. things where you just score more points than the other team. Right. So, I mean, a team like Utah is trying to limit the other team, right? They're like, all right, we're going to win by a score of 95 to 85 type of team. Denver would be like, we're going to win by a score of 145 to 135. Yep. <laughs> and they'd probably do it, too. <laughs> yeah, and, like, with Utah, I mean, I don't know how Utah would even defend that. Utah's a great defensive team, but that would be tough. Because you still have Will Barton. You still have Monte Morris. Yep. Like, you still have other pieces on Denver that are nice. And and Gary Harris is a nice defensive piece. He kind of lost his shot, but he's a nice defensive piece. He is. And that's that's where it would hurt them. Because, like, Will Barton would become essential to their defense, which is kind of a scary thing to say. But that's just the reality of the situation. But. And Millsap, who's kind of old. Yeah, but. Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal. All right, while we're talking about shit, while we're talking about the Nuggets, I I have another trade. This gets off Bradley Beal. Let's do it. The Nuggets will trade Gary. So Gary Harris is just a very tradable contract. He makes about twenty mil. They're kind of meh on him, and other teams can talk themselves into him. 
He's very tradable. So Gary Harris and Zeke Nanaji, who's a young power forward who doesn't make a lot of money and has been playing well for them in limited time. To the Chicago Bulls. Okay. For my boy, Thad Young. Okay. And Garrett Temple. So this is... I actually don't hate that at all. So this is sort of getting rid of a Gary Harris for the Nuggets. And you're just getting two vets who just play the game well. like And both play good defense. Yep. And Thad Young may even start. Maybe. Probably. Garrett Temple can shoot the three, though. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if those two are coming off the bench even, yeah. like you're great. They're, they're just really steady role players. Yeah. And if they're your sixth and seventh players on a championship team, like you're doing, you're doing great. Sure. You're fine. Um, the Bulls would do it because basically they don't want to pay Thad Young for for a salary next year, and they just rather have a young player. Um, there also might be a pick that goes along with that. The Nuggets are just interesting. The Nuggets, <laughs> my notes say they want they want good players, any good players, and obviously that's any team. But the Nuggets just feel like it feels like they're so close. That's why, like, if I mean, if the Nuggets could land Bradley Beal, that I mean that that puts them in a tier one. It has to. Yeah, it would, because if they went to the f- if they went to the Western Conference Finals, albeit you know, being down three one two times in a row, but if they did that without Bradley Beal, man, I mean Bradley Beal would be such a game changer for them. And I mean, let, let's just say that the Nets are the the winners in the East, right? Sure. The Nets have a big three, which is like like in Miami, that's just terrifying. I mean, that's why Golden, that's why Golden State won as many as they did because they had. Obviously, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and for a little bit, Draymond Green. Like, they almost had a big four. But having a big two of Murray and Jokic is really good. It's kind of a two and a half with Porter. You get that big three, though, with Beal, and you're like, let's go. Toe-to-toe, baby. Stand up. And, I mean, this might be a hot take. but what? We never hot take. Hey. Uh, I'm not going to say Bradley Beal's better. But I think Bradley Beal is just as good as Kyrie, if not better. And he's about just as good as James Harden, honestly. Like, he's pretty fucking good. That that might be a little hot of a take. That's why I said it. Spicy, baby. Spicy. He's good. He is, he is really good. Like, very... Okay, let me just put it to you this way. If Bradley <laughs> Beal was on the fucking Knicks or on <laughs> the Lakers... It would be like, oh my god, MVP candidate Bradley Beal. Yeah. And winning does, obviously. He scored 40 points again. Right. In, a Nick, in a Knicks blowout loss. Right. <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk about another team. Someone else that's been... Well, let's, you know, let's talk about the Bulls, because I brought the Bulls up. So, on top of Thad Young, who's just a solid vet player. I really like Thad Young. Right. Got that lefty hook. They have two other really good pieces that they might sell off in Levine and Laurie Markinen. Levine, I know you kind of love just from his days at Timberwolf, but he would be another really nice piece on a team. Levine, and he's had the best season of his career this year. He's had oh, yeah, a nice, he's, nice season. Oh yeah, he's shooting the leather off the ball. Yeah. And creating a lot of his own shots, too. Uh-huh. Like Bradley Beal is creating a lot of his own shots also. Like, But I mean, Zach, Zach Levine is... A really nice piece. Would Denver trade for Zach Levine if they couldn't get Bradley Beal? Interesting they, conundrum. They wouldn't give up as much. Right. But yeah, I mean, 
you kind of want Michael Porter Jr. to develop into Zach Levine. I'm not sure you want both of them on the same because no. they both have defensive deficiencies. But the timeline is better for Zach Levine. Yeah, to be on a Denver. I'm yeah. just I mean, that as an I mean, example. honestly, if you were to trade Porter Jr. for Levine straight up and get a first round pick back from Chicago for that, that wouldn't be like the first worst. round pick from Chicago to Denver. Yeah, no, that wouldn't happen. No, Chicago would demand more for Levine than just Michael Porter Jr. I don't, I don't think so. Absolutely, Zach Levine's a better player than Michael Porter Jr. by quite a bit. Porter Jr. has the higher upside, though. I, I think that's what a team like Chicago would be looking at. Okay, I'm not sure. Okay, I, I'm okay. sure I agree. Okay, well, that's fine. You're just continuing spinning out this the heisy, spicy. That's not. <laughs> that's not a. That's not a Pisces take. Pisces. All right. What about? Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, I, I mean... I like Markkinen. Yeah, Markkinen's a good player. He's and, a nice player. He's, and again, I think when we get into the weeds on these, it's like, just, you know, what's the market? Who knows? And yep. again, like, I think some of the players Paul's saying here, like, look, Sacramento's going to be selling. Orlando's going to be selling, right? There's going to be some teams that are buying, like Minnesota's going to buy. Portland's probably going to buy. Boston's, Boston's going to Boston, buy. Boston, absolutely. If things get crazy next Thursday... And if, like, there's just a ton of trades going through, other teams might be like, fuck it. Do you want Laurie Markkinen? Do you want Zach Levine? Like, yeah. it's just, it's all, honestly, it's a domino effect. Because some years, it's like, a few trades start off early, some things happen, and then it's just, like, an avalanche of shit. Oh, other like, years, it's like, teams are so hesitant, and then there's, like, a couple <laughs> yeah. of shitty trades at the last second, and you're it's just like, like Jeff T gets traded to Indiana, and you're like, cool. Okay, fuck Literally me. no one cares. <laughs> like... So, so and sometimes that's like the best trade that happens. So we'll see what happens this year. I, I think there will be some major moves for sure. And like we're saying in Orlando, when one goes, the rest are going to go. Absolutely. And that can something like that from another team or from Orlando can cause effects on other teams too. Um, GMs don't want to be left out. The next team you have is is an interesting <laughs> one, Oklahoma City, because Oklahoma City has fucking so many assets more than any other team in the league. Oh, it's ridiculous. They have. A really, they're in a great situation because they have their, at least for right now, but they have their franchise cornerstone in Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Hey, you said it right. I know that's the one I always get wrong, uh, and and he's a, he's so good. I'm very very high on him as a player, but they also have a lot of other nice young pieces which could be used in as, trades as trade bait. They also have two really 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 good veterans who like any team would want to have paul i'll let you go ahead with these two uh we'll start with al horford hawks legend al horford hawks legend you got two hawks <laughs> legends on oklahoma city <laughs> him and mike muscala yeah yeah mike muscala's been playing well for him though so good job mike muscala yeah al horford he was hurt and he came back and he's he's good he's He's sort of an undersized center, oversized power forward. He's kind of that mix combo. But there's a lot of teams I'd love to have him. His problem is his salary. He's getting paid a lot of money. He's getting paid, I just looked it up, 27 and a half for the next two years, it looks like. Ooh. It's a lot of money to commit to an older Al Horford. He's 34 right now. So, I mean, the back end of that contract is not pretty. 
it would it would have to be a team that has enough cap space. You know, and Boston has a needs a big man. I wonder if they would take. <laughs> yeah, maybe the 76ers want him back. Yeah, but I'm not sure where he goes. To me, it's kind of a Lamarcus Aldridge problem, but with just more years on the contract. Right. Um. So I I was actually trying to float around to myself. Could you just swap them? And in some ways, it makes sense because. Aldridge would be an expiring contract. Aldridge is an expiring contract, so OKC just gets out of the money. Absolutely. Um, and then Horford would fit in nicely with the Spurs. That's true. Like, he's he's a very Spursy type player. He's just low maintenance and passes the ball well and does defensive rotations. Just all the little things it takes to win. Like, he's, he's still a very good player, and his game should age well because he can still shoot the outside three. I don't think either team does that, though. I just, I don't know if that happens or not, but I, I floated it around in my head a lot. I actually don't mind that at all. I think that makes sense. I still just don't know if either team is like, yeah, this is definitely worth it for us to swap players. Because then, I mean, like I said, he's owed $41 million over the next two years, um, Al Horford is. That's just a lot of money to be sitting on when you're the Spurs. But it's better than paying Andrew Wiggins for three years. Oh yeah, I would. So I'd rather have there is Al that. Horford for two than Wiggins for three. Exactly. I also might just rather buy out Lamarcus Aldridge than have Al Horford for two more years. Right. Because then, I mean, th- you're pretty much just going to be buying out Al Horford in two years. And most likely, uh, Al Horford will be bought out next year if he's not traded. Or in or in two years. Isn't next year two more years after this year? You're saying? Yeah. Okay, I thought you meant next year was the last year. No. So so he'll he'll be bought out in two years if he's still on the Thunder. Yeah. Um, that is a long contract. That's that's a lot. It's a long time. Yep. And that and that's the problem. That's where you'd have to talk yourself into it. And if that's the only offer the Spurs have, maybe they just do it. Maybe they're like, he's still good. He's still fine. And he definitely would would be a better personality fit than. Lamarcus Aldridge for sure. I I think so. I think Al, Al Horford's, Horford's a good player. Soured relationships there. Uh, George Hill's the other player on Oklahoma City we talked about. He's a very solid vet. He's kind of like the Garrett Temple going to uh, Denver, but I like George Hill better than Garrett Temple. George Hill's a very good three point shooter. He was he was well, leading the league last year for a, a little and bit. And he's a point guard, so he can control the offense. Well, he has great tempo to his game. He always has. Yeah. I I always liked him as well. A lot of teams. I mean, he'll yeah, be he'll be traded. George Hill isn't isn't the isn't the point guard who's going to create a lot of offense. So like, the Los Angeles Clippers are looking for a point guard. They've been linked to Rubio mm-hmm. because they want someone who can create and defend. George Hill is more of the I'm going to def- he's a three and D type of point guard, like a if, better version of Bledsoe. If for some reason the Lakers were like, we don't like Alex Caruso anymore, which they still do, but yeah. if they were like, we don't like him anymore. George Hill would be an upgrade, right? Oh, he, yeah, he would just be an instant um, upgrade. Which he would be an instant upgrade anyway. But, yeah, I mean, he could – he'll he'll go somewhere for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the Clippers parallel because they have Pat Beverly. Right. So they're kind of trying to trade Patrick Beverly for the right. Rubio or something like that. Patrick Beverly for George Hill, it's still an upgrade because I, like, I like George Hill better than Patrick Beverly, but it's still – Same it, type of player. It's the, it's the same type of player. Yeah. Right. You're not getting that – creativeness back that your offense is kind of needing sure so george hill will probably not in this season on okc he will probably get traded it's just a matter of what he gets traded for yep which is which is kind of interesting 
Um, a point guard who the Clippers would love to have is Kyle Lowry. Who <clears throat> Kyle Lowry is also he's kind of like Beal, where it's there's a lot of rumors he will get traded and a lot of rumors that he won't get traded, and no one really knows for sure what's going to happen. I think he's definitely available for the right price. For the as we're saying again, anybody is everyone's got a price, but I'm not sure. So where Bradley Beal, a lot of teams would kind of pay whatever. While Lowry might be available for the right price, I'm not sure teams would pay the right price, to be honest with you. Yeah, because this is the last year of his contract, so yeah. he's going to get a new contract next year. So there are no guarantees. But he's also getting up in age. I mean... Yeah, I think he's 34, yeah. 33, 34. But he's still a really good player. It's, Absolutely. It's definitely a team that thinks, like the Clippers, right? They think that they're one Kyle Lowry away from winning. And maybe the Clippers are. Like, you replace Patrick Beverly with Kyle Lowry... That's a really nice team. The problem is the Clippers don't have enough to get it done. Right. So so you probably won't be going there. But, I mean, you could put him on, like, I mean, before the Bucks got Drew Holiday, he would have been a good fit on the Bucks. He's been – Lowry's been linked a lot to Philly because he's from Philly and he just kind of fits that team also. Yeah. I just – I don't know if that happens. I don't think it does. It's kind of like Aaron Gordon to Minnesota where the teams are just kind of linked – it just like I, you know, tied together sure. through the cosmos. Like Kyle Lowry and Philly have been linked for a long time. I don't know how they get it done. Yeah, that's like the problem. Minnesota and Aaron Go- Gordon's different because Minnesota sucks and they have some assets they can move around. But in Lowry's, he's not going to get bought out. No, I mean Philly is the number one team in the East right now. Still, I think. Yeah, I which I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure Toronto trades them to. Philly, unless they give them back something exactly really nice, which they yeah. probably won't want to do. But if if they if Toronto does decide to sell them, uh, Norman Powell, who I mistyped as normal Pal, normal Pal, which is hilarious. <laughs> Let's trade for normal Powell. Normal Powell, not super Powell. Just normal, <laughs> just normal Pal. Norman Powell, he's really nice. We were watching. We were watching one of his games, and he was just going off, making I think everything. it was the Hawks. I, I can't remember what yeah. game it was, but I've, I've always liked Norman Powell. He's just he's sneaky explosive. Yes. He's a good player. Yeah, and he plays good defense. Like, he's super wingspan. He reminds me a lot of CJ McCollum, actually. Mm-hmm. So, he normal Powell would be <laughs> – he'd be a good pickup for a team. But if they, if they sell one, they're probably going to sell the other one. So, again, that's just sort of a, a team where you have to wait and see. Yep. If someone comes calling and they're asking something nice, you get something done, more trades start happening. I mean, it could just be an avalanche. I love those avalanche days. Oh, those avalanche. They're the best. That's... When you just have Woj blowing up your fucking Twitter <laughs> notifications and shams, and they're, like, trying to beat each other to the punch of breaking the trades. So you just risk getting fired for not doing any work for an afternoon because they're just constantly refreshing You're Twitter. Like, yeah, it's way too good. <laughs> uh, I totally didn't mean that, by the way. <laughs> I, would, I would never do that. <laughs> in case anyone's listening. <laughs> now, let's talk about a few more teams here while we, uh, we still got people on here. The Pistons. No one's on here because it's not live. God damn You know it, I'm Matt. fucking right. <laughs> God damn it, man. Let's, let's just go through all of them, man. Might as well. Where are we in the episode? How many minutes in are we? 
55. Damn. This is a... We're not even going to get to the juicy part that I wanted to talk about today. That's fine. We'll do that next time. Um. Well, you have Minnesota next, Paul. Don't skip over Minnesota. We already talked about Minnesota. I was going to go with the Pistons. Anyway, Minnesota wants Aaron Gordon. That's basically it. Also, we're going to get John Collins, so fuck off. But Hey, fuck off not you. Not really. Uh, you don't want to do Houston? I was just going to... We can go to Houston next. Let's just, I mean, we might as well just finish this, finish this That's stuff, and, we'll, and then we'll roll it on, roll it on down. This, this is why I'm trying to buy out Matt for ten bucks. <laughs> because I'm trying to have a coherent show that has, like, is it coherent or coherent? Both. I've never heard it pronounced coherent. You haven't? No. Coherent? You've never heard that? No. That's how I pronounce it. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Co- I don't know. A coherent show. Thank you. Houston. Anybody not named Christian Wood? Yes. Absolutely, basically. They, they were garbage. Christian Wood got hurt, and then they were just like, what if we lose 17 games and Minnesota still has a worse record than we do? Which is one of the one of my favorite stats from this season so far. <laughs> fuck off, Paul. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Fuck you too, Matt. I said fuck off, not fuck you. What a, it's Jesus. A, it's the same thing. It's not... It's the same thing. Um, Oladipo was the <laughs> <laughs> Oladipo's their biggest trade piece. So they just got him from Indiana. They offered him the max that they could, which was like two years, 45 bill. He turned right. it down. So he's technically on an expiring. He wants to get paid next offseason. It's kind of unclear whether he's going to get paid or not. Um, he's just He's been hurt quite a bit in his career, but he's still a good player when he's available. But as a wise man said, availability is, is a skill. A skill. There's some linkage to Oladipo going to Golden State for Kelly Oubre. Yep. The only problem is, like I said, the reason Golden State would want to trade Oubre is because they want someone locked up for next season. Next season and possibly the year after that, like they have a very small window coming up. Right. And they want a good player for that. Oladipo is not locked up. He's a very good player, but I mean his his position is also redundant. Point guard, shooting guard. Yeah. I mean, you move Clay to small forward, yeah, maybe at that point. I don't point. like it, honestly. I don't I don't think the fit's great. I don't I just I don't care for it. There's too many what ifs and kind of question marks around it. I'm not sure what happens to Oladipo, to be honest. I don't think he stays on the Rockets. No, it's a weird market for him, honestly. I don't know where he goes. Yeah. So, I I also don't know what Houston is trying to do. Once they traded James Harden, it's like, what are you doing now? Are you the Christian Wood team, who's only on a three-year deal? Are you just garbage now, and you're just going to be garbage for a while and collect stock picks and just kind of be like, okay, see? I don't know what they're trying to do, which depends what they try to trade Victor Oladipo for. So, that'll be interesting. Anyone else on Houston you want to talk about? PJ Tucker got traded to the Bucks. Yeah. Which is great for yep, for both every, teams. For everyone. <laughs> Mainly, well, fuck the Rockets, but it's great for PJ Tucker and it's great for the Bucks. The Bucks are going to need that depth and Fair. like come playoff time, like PJ Tucker doesn't need to play a fucking minute right now. No, but he he'll provide good defense. He'll yeah. provide good veteran leadership Absolutely. in the playoffs. It definitely elevates the Bucks. Yes, that was that was a pretty big signing for them, honestly. Or it was a good big trade. trade. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they gave up some draft capital for it, but 
Yeah, but they're all in. I mean, they're, oh, they're they gave all up, in. They gave up a lot of draft capital for Drew Holiday. So, they, oh yeah, I mean, which was kind of like the Paul George, where it's like you get Drew Holiday and Giannis, because then Giannis is gonna be there. So that's that. What that is? Do you want to talk about the Pistons? Or you just want to skip them? We can go down the list, man. We'll finish it off. All right, Pistons. Why do I have Bledsoe on there? Bledsoe doesn't play for the Pistons. No, I don't know why you have. Well, you have the Clippers the next, so maybe that was what you meant. I don't. I don't know why. Anyway, the Pistons have Wayne Ellington and possibly another piece or two that'll be traded. Yeah. There is kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Wayne Ellington could make a difference on a playoff team. He'd be. He could be like the eighth or ninth player. Yeah, he'd, I was gonna say like seven, eight, but yeah. Yeah. Just somebody comes off the bench and you're like, God damn it, Wayne Ellington made. You shot he's a for, he's a great three point shooter. He shot like three for four on three points. Played for the Wolves way back in the day. Yep, it's definitely just a vet who comes in. You just plug and play for sure. Teach him the defense in a day and send him out there. He'll be good. Yep. So the Clippers. We already talked about them a little bit. Kind of they're tied to Rubio, uh, Kyle Lowry, and George Hill. The one we didn't mention that they're also tied to is Lonzo Ball on the Pelicans. Who Lonzo Ball's been shooting the ball really well. He's been well. balling out. Balling out. The the thing about Lonzo is he's kind of, again, that Patrick Beverly, who they already have, the George Hill type, where he's he's fine at creating a shot, but he's not like, I don't know, somebody's going to drive to the rim and run 20 pick and He's not like game. his brother. Oh. Ooh. You're not like your brother. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't have to be a bad thing. Anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> clear to me. No. I mean, Lon- Lonzo Ball would be a fine player. On the Clippers. Yeah? It's just, I'm not, I'm not sure that's the right fit for the team either. I mean, you're kind of right. LaMelo Ball would be a better fit on the Clippers than Lonzo would. I'm just saying Lamelo is a better creator than Lonzo. right, and that and that's what the Clippers need is a better creator. Lonzo is he's got great defense. He he's good at assists, but he's just again like they need someone to just run twenty pick and rolls, get in the lane, kick it out, let Kawhi or Paul George get back in the lane, and like have that secondary action coming off of right. it. Which Lonzo doesn't really provide that. Lonzo's fitting in well on the Pelicans though. Yeah, I wouldn't hate for him to just stay there yeah i know that he turned down the extension but he'll try and get a he'll, max or something which i don't know if he'll get a max that's the weird I thing don't, i don't know if he's gonna it's kind of like a john collins situation i was, I was just thinking that he and john, it's like he and john collins may end up with very similar contracts like four years hundred mil what if there's a team that has two open max contracts and they sign both lonzo ball and john collins then they'll be a fine team <laughs> <laughs> they won't they won't win the title, but they'll be fine. Yeah. They'll go f- probably 500. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and we, re- we already bounced around because we didn't go in order. Golden State, Nuggets. Okay, so this is not on the agenda, and I'm going to end things with this tonight. We're going to talk about how the referees fucking are terrible this season, which they are, but I want to devote more, more time to that next time because – there's been some major fucking issues with the officiating this year. Like, it's yeah. been a problem, and it's not just been, like... It's not just us being, like, oh, man, they called, like, 
10 more fouls on the Wolves last no, night. No, it's like players are getting fined because they're fucking pissed. So, yeah. anyway, we'll talk about that more next time. But, in the spirit of the season, I know we haven't mentioned this since, I think, our first episode. And maybe once in between, just to say kind of a fuck you in spite of this. But, I have a big... Fuck you, college basketball. <laughs> okay, I wasn't Look, sure where this is going. March Madness is fun because of the one and done nature of it. There's yep. some like fun games that happen or whatever. But so we live in we live in Des Moines, Iowa. Our local university here is Drake University. They actually made the tournament this year in a play-in game. So they played another team. They played Wichita State to get into the tournament. Basically, is yeah, as, as the 11th seed, which is weird. It's interesting. I mean, it's, it's interesting, but anyway. But my wife and I were watching it last night, and... I did not. <laughs> it was... Look, Paul and I watch a lot of NBA, a lot. So we're used... Like, I'm used to the pace of play. I'm used to, like, fucking competent offense. Yeah, players being able to dribble the ball. Yeah. And basically, it was terrible. Now, I haven't even told you this yet, Paul. Today... I was on your favorite website, Google, and I was Googling about, like, I, I, want, I just wanted to read some opinion pieces on college versus NBA, and there was some, and I'll have to find it again, I'll have to send it to you, because it's fucking hilarious, some dude who, I don't remember what it was for, it looked like he was maybe, like, a part of a college paper or something at one point, <laughs> and he wrote this piece on why college basketball was so much better than the NBA, and it was fucking hilarious because he, I don't know what sport he watches, but he said, ball movement is so much better in college than the NBA. There's so much better flow to the game in college. In the NBA, they don't even like run any sort of like competent offense. They don't even run complicated things. They just do pick and roll every single time. They just da 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 da. They hold the ball too much. And I'm like, do you fucking watch the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, in college, there's no competent offense. In college, they can't even fucking move the ball. In college, like you said, they can't even dribble. It's terrible. It's- the NBA is like the apex of ball movement, of sharing the ball. Have you seen LeBron fucking touch pass? Have you seen Kyrie Irving or James Harden? Have you seen Nikola Jokic? Or Luka Doncic. Like, shut the fuck up. Terrible. I haven't, I honestly haven't watched a college basketball game in years. And I I filled out a bracket like two years ago, I think. But I fill one out every year, but damn, it's, like, it's just, Jesus it's, Christ. It's, it's kind of like Facebook in a way where if you just don't do it, you just kind of cut it out. You don't find that you miss it a whole lot. It's... It's almost something you just grow accustomed to doing. You're like, oh, I got to fill out the bracket because everyone else is doing it. And then you just don't do it. You're just like, okay, guess I'll uh, continue watching good basketball, I guess. And then my life goes on. We're Iowa Hawkeye fans in our house as well. And so, like, they have one of the best college players this year, Luca Garza, who's really – he's a really good player. Um, and there are some great players like Cade Cunningham, who's going to probably be the number one pick in the draft. We'll talk yep. about that later from Oklahoma State. He's a fucking baller. Um, I don't remember the guy's first name, but I think it's Evan Mobley. But it's Mobley is his last name. He's a center from US, or from USC. 
he's going to be a top three pick in the draft. Like, there's some really great draft prospects that are playing the tournament, which is always cool. Yep. But when you watch them, too, it's funny because you're like, yeah, they're really good, and everyone else is really bad. Really bad. <laughs> it's just... And, I was asking Matt, I'm like, who's the worst NBA player that you could put back on their college team and they would not win the title? And it was, <laughs> we started going down the list of just like meddling NBA players. My my first option was Gorgie Jang. So I'm like, if you put Gorgie Jang back on his college team, would they win the title? Probably. I mean, and that's, <laughs> like, I, th- I think, I think <laughs> the exercise that Paul and I are finding is that the worst NBA player is better than basically anybody in college. Yeah. And I mean, this comes up in football too. It's always could Alabama beat, you know, the Jacksonville or the Jets who are just God awful this year, you know, could Clemson beat the Jets? And it's like, no, of course not. The best player is always leaving the draft. No, because you're fucking like, 380 pound defensive tackles will fucking annihilate you in the NFL. Yeah. The best players every year go to the pros. So so you're telling me that a collection of the best players every year from college could not beat a group of college players who a lot of them have only been there for one year. No, of course not. But it's just, even if you just put one player on the team, like (laughs) would they, would they win? And we always see, and we, I know, I know, I said this in the first episode we did, but we always see a lot of that here, specifically when it comes to basketball, because we don't have any pro sports teams, and people just don't like the NBA as much here as they like the NFL or anything like that. So it's always fun because, and I just, I love where it's like, well, they try harder on defense, like, no, <laughs> like NBA players take possessions off on defense, like, I mean, sometimes. But also, they play 82 games. Also, the offense is so good in the NBA. If there's a player who, like, gets a steal or gets a rebound and has, like, a fucking breakaway dunk, you don't want to be on the receiving end of it. So, of course, you're going to just be like, yeah, I'm not going to get fucking posterized today. Yeah. Thanks. I'm, <laughs> I'm good without that in my life. I don't even, I'm going to log into Twitter and see, like, a thousand reactions to me being dunked on. The ball movement for Drake was, was so bad. And, like, they had a pretty good season, I guess. But it was so bad last night. And, Jesus Christ, they couldn't even fucking often – like, they couldn't defensive rebound. They couldn't rebound the ball, which is not good. No. There was one possession where they – I think they gave up, like, four or five offensive rebounds in a row. It was embarrassing. That's just that's just bad basketball. And they're actually playing USC the next oh. game, and it's the star center, which is not good oh, because man. their interior defense was not good. Look, I just want to say, you know, I'm happy for Drake. I'm happy course, for Iowa. Of like, course, like I want, I, I hope Iowa wins the championship. But yeah, that'd be cool. But the point that Paul and I are making, and there's going to be this, and I saw some people like in some different forums and stuff online I was looking at today who are like. Just don't even try and argue the pro versus college because it's just da, 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 it's never gonna like whatever like it's not it's not a fair argument. It is a fair argument. Look, NBA is better. I'm sorry. It's just better. It's yeah. It's just better because all the good players go there. <laughs> I mean, how many how many players on that Drake team are gonna be in the NBA? Well, and also like let's 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 use an example like this: swimming. 
in high school swimming, you have some good swimmers, cool, whatever. And the the best the best college swimming team will be fine. But sure. like Olympic swimmers are better than anybody else in the fucking world. So that's just it. It's always funny how there's never any like conversation or controversy when it comes to other sports, but it's like football and basketball specifically. You never hear it about baseball. <laughs> you never hear it about soccer. You never hear it about anything else. Those is the sports we care about here in America. Yeah, but baseball we care about here. Yeah, they've got a different minor league system. A lot of players don't even play college ball. And, sure. It's, I'm just I, It's a little different. That is true. But anyway, fuck and also fuck the NCAA because they're terrible. Oh yeah. I do have to bring up before we end this, there's been I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about how the NCAA has basically been treating the women's tournament this year. So much worse than the men's tournament. So, a couple of things. Every uh, player, so every team, but every player who plays in the NCAA tournament, when they go to their hotel room that they're assigned, they have like a welcome bag or welcome gift bag thing. Okay. And so little, I saw a com- swag bag. Yeah, swag bag. So I saw a comparison between the men's and the women's. It's laughable. The men's swag bag is like three times the size of the women's. It has so much more stuff, so much more cool stuff, and the women's just like, yeah, here's a few things for you. I, I haven't seen this. I'll show you. I'll show you after we're done here. It's oh no, pretty fucking embarrassing. It's just that blatant, huh? Also, I saw this gal was was showing. A, she's a college player. She was showing a video of the women's weight room, which was a single rack of like small dumbbells. That was it. Wait, that that was for everyone in the tournament for the women. <laughs> and then she scrolled to the men's weight room which was like 50 machines yeah and then she said they told us the reason that we couldn't have an adequate weight room was because there was not enough space and then she pans to right behind where the i'm using air quotes weight room was for the women right behind there was like three ballrooms worth of empty space wasn't even being used <laughs> so uh, fuck you you misogynist oh, asshole man. ncaa pieces of shit don't act like it was a fucking mistake don't act like it was a coincidence fuck you why is that and always, honestly is that always the case look pro sports need to get better about it too everywhere needs to get better about equality also i have to say did you see the shack thing the other night with 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 candace parker no oh man it was bad basically so Candace Parker is legendary WNBA player. She still plays for the WNBA, Legend. but she's she's so fucking good. But she has been doing some. Um, she's been a commentator with TNT lately, yep. and she's been doing a really good job because yeah, she knows the game T- super well. Because TNT also covers March Madness, right. so she's do- been doing a great job. So Shaq the other night was like, "Hey Candace, I have this great idea." <laughs> That'll make the NBA and WNBA even. Why don't you lower the hoop a foot so you can dunk on it? And I hate to say it, I think Shaq like meant well, which is even worse because that's really sexist. Like they don't need a smaller hoop. They don't need to dunk on it. Yeah, that's not the game. And eventually yeah. they will be dunking on it because it's just like evolution. So I mean, I mean some players in the NBA can dunk. Or the WNBA. Yeah, absolutely. And so, some players in the NBA can't dunk. And Candace Parker gave such a side eye. It was great. Like, oh, here we go again. That's great. Here, here we go. Okay. And even Dwayne Wade was there because 
he was like, yeah, we've heard it, Shaq. We know. We know what you're going to say. Like, basically, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Don't do it. <laughs> so, pro sports has a, ways, has a ways to go, for sure. But here's the difference. In pro sports, you get paid money. In college, you do not. And the NCAA has always tried to act like this fucking moral authority. Oh, yeah. Over everything of like, well, we, we pride ourselves on being able to... Get our, you know, only 2% yeah. of our student athletes actually go on to be professional athletes. So we pride on <laughs> da, da 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 So maybe work on fucking equality, you fucking pieces of shit. Right, yeah. If you're trying to be like... Oh my God. The role model, you know, the adults in the room leading everyone to the promised land. Show them the promised land. Give them something. It is... I mean... It, it's like the NCAA. It's fucking unbelievable. And it pisses me off because these women who play basketball are just as good as the guys. And they don't get the accolades. They don't get the respect. Jesus Christ, give them a fucking equal swag bag. And the worst part is... You have to assemble how many of those? Just fucking set up the assembly line and just do it. Because they have women's and men's. I get like the graphics are different. But like plug and play, right? It's not that fucking difficult. Also... I think it hurts more this year because it's all together, like in the same area, because they have it all in all it's, in yeah, Indianapolis, just, and so it, you're seeing it side by side. It's, just, it's so easy to do a one to one comparison and be like, "Why did you make a choice to make this so much worse than this?" And also the fact that they just have like this small set of dumbbells is just it's it's sexist in the sense that so like I mean women can weight train yeah like. Just because they're women doesn't mean they can't weight train. Fuck off. Yeah. Give them what they want. And frankly, they should have consulted with them. Like, as guys, we're lucky if we want to walk into a gym, it's like, oh, yeah, well, all this shit's already there for me. Consult with what they would want or just do the same fucking setup. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have the same number of teams, just do the same setup. You're the, you're the NCAA. Go to, like, go to the top university and be like, hey, what is your women's gym setup? Perfect. We're gonna mirror that. Can we just Great. can we just use your gym? What if we just give you money and we just use your gym for like a month? Right. That would be fine too. But like, I mean, they have to set up in different places. So like, what's your setup, right? Like, give us your layout. We will mirror that. Yeah. That Easy would work too. Yeah. Right. Like, go to like the most. Pres- I don't know what program it is, but like a Notre Dame or someone like that who's like a prestigious women's program. What are you used to using? Cool. We'll do it. Like, it's not that difficult. No. Also, you're the NCAA. You can make any phone call you want and be like, tell me what you do. <laughs> Which is why it's even worse. Yeah. So. It's, not, it's not like you or me trying to call them up and be like, hey, what equipment do you use to weight train for your women's basketball program? They'd be like, who the fuck are you? Exactly. <laughs> just be like, hey, we're trying to make this equal. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's just... It's not even almost laziness. It's just like outright... Misogyny. Yeah. Sexism. Disrespect. I was trying to think of the right words, and you got them for me. So shout, shout out to women's sports in general, because they are as good, if not better, than men in sports. And they don't get the respect they deserve, like, at all. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, you can just shout out women in general, because that's across a lot of different... 100%. Shout out to women in general. A lot of different fields besides and also, sports, too. 
because it's not going to get old. Another big fuck you to the NCAA. Because really, 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 really fuck. Really? Fuck the NCAA. Yeah, absolutely. They suck in so many ways. In so many ways. We can make this like a three-hour episode. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right, well... I'm sorry. I have two more things I have to say about the NCAA because I can't let it go. Two more things the NCAA fuck up. Number one, they cover up way too many sex scandals. Not good. Obviously, yeah. Number two, let college athletes make money on their fucking likeness. Okay, now we're getting into the three-hour episode territory. (laughs) We can talk about that later. That's all I'll say right now. But fuck the NCAA. It's all covered up with a big old fuck them. Anyway, I hope Iowa wins the tournament just because it'd be cool. I hope Drake Drake. wins their next game. Well, they're not going to win their next game. But I hope they do. Whatever. Um, The trade deadline will be fun, hopefully. I hope it's not a shitty one. Don't lose your job pressing F5. I won't. (laughs) Or, Or anyone else out there. Yeah, everybody else out there, stay safe on Thursday when you're... When you're refreshing your Twitter. Take the day off work if you need to. Don't get toasted by them Woj bombs. (laughs) (laughs) Bird. Anyway, that's all we have. Uh, Not all. We had a lot today. But uh, until next time, I'm Matt. I'm Paul. Thanks for listening to Basketballers. (laughs) 